You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. Hi guys, welcome back to Here For It. My name is Erica Muller. For anyone new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to give a quick reminder that in the show notes to every episode live the links to the Google Forms to Here For You and Here For It or Not. I will be recording a Here For You episode later this week, which will be next week's episode. So make sure if you have questions or want advice on something that you are dropping them in there. I've seen numerous um, come in since the last episode, and I also know that there were a handful that I didn't get to in the first round. So I want to try and get to as many as I can this time, but if you have anything pressing or want um, advice or thoughts or opinions on something, feel free to drop it in there. And like I said, I will get to as many as possible for next week's episode. Okay. With that being said, I'm really happy to bring this episode to you guys this week because the topic we are talking about is something that I wish years ago, somebody would have sat down and had a conversation with me about This is something that has come up in my life so many times, and I can only imagine it's come up in every single one of your lives as well. So I have career coach Sunny Marquard on the podcast this week, and Sunny is a certified group facilitator. She is consistently rated number one as the most requested keynote speaker, and she has worked with A-list celebrities as well as Fortune 500 companies. She trains groups on communication, career growth, leadership development, and company culture. And I have her on the podcast this week, and we are really diving into when you're in an interview or when you're in a situation and somebody asks you, okay, well, tell me about yourself. Most of us like instantly freeze. Um, No one's ever taught me how to answer that question. And after talking to Sunday, it was very obvious that this is a, an area and situation that affects a lot of us. And almost everyone has that same reaction of like, I don't know how to answer this question. So she gives step-by-step instructions on how to move through this question, how to answer it, how to look at cues and know what they're really asking you. Um, There is also a form linked in the show notes that she was kind enough to provide that walks you through steps of the things that she discusses in this episode. If you listen to this episode and take note on what she's saying, this will help you in life. 100%. Um, Even just after talking to her, I was like, oh, I feel much more confident in how to move forward when I do get asked these types of questions. Um, So not only do we talk about and cover that, she also talks a lot about things that push your career trajectory forward. She talks about why you should be authentic, but with a twist. She helps you understand a little bit more about the cues that are given during an interview by an interviewer. Um, she also talks about how often your brain is looking for shifts and how to keep someone engaged while you're speaking, how to end conversations, dealing with nerves in an interview, um, and why most things during interviews, during career time, during life aren't personal. And I found this conversation really fascinating, really informative. And, um, she definitely put me on the spot a few times and grilled me a little bit. So you will get to hear my, um, responses during what would be an interview and how we move through and work through things like that. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I really think the information that she shared is just so incredibly helpful. So with all that being said, let's jump into this interview because it really is a good one. 
While I was preparing for this episode, I Googled how to answer, tell me about yourself questions. And (laughs) I literally only got to the how to answer before Google autofilled the rest. And it was the first suggestion that came up on Google, which is telling Mm. me that, you know, this is a problem that a lot of people struggle with answering. You know, I go into an interview, I go into a meeting and somebody's going to ask me this question. Do you see that a lot in your coaching? Yes. Thank you so much for asking that question. It's actually probably the most popular topic, I think, especially when I did coaching in the job seeking area, but even in the, how do I talk with people just in general area that they are baffled by. It's so confusing to them because they just don't know where to start. And our head just kind of blows up. That's what I always feel like. It's like, this is what people tell me. And so tell me if you've experienced this before too. When people say, tell me about yourself, what happens is, is they think what part of myself, my childhood, my high school, do you want to know what my parents do? Do you want to know I grew up in Indiana? Do you want to know that? And, and so they, they're, they're, they have this huge life it packed inside of them mm-hmm. and they have no idea what it means when someone's telling, saying, tell me about yourself. So we can talk a little bit about how to unpack that, where and what it's different, but starting there, I can see where it's the most, it's a very popular question. Yeah. I totally understand that because it is like, okay, different situations, people are wanting different answers from Mm -hmm. you in a job interview. Maybe it is around like, tell me about yourself in this field of work. Or is it like, Mm -hmm. you want my whole backstory? You know, before you and I started recording, you asked me similarly, you know, tell me about how this podcast came about. And I started further back than maybe you thought that I would, but in my head, I'm like, you need the context of who I am as a person and who I've been to understand how I ended up here. And so that's Mm -hmm. always my thought process in like answering that question. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good approach or not, but it's my approach. It was a great approach. You didn't give me too much or too little. You made me, what what I want to know. So the point of that question is, I have no idea who you are sitting across the desk for me or sitting across the coffee table or, or the Zoom. And very quickly, I just trying to get a sense of who you are. Mm -hmm. I just have no idea who you are. So it's like, go for it. Tell me. So you decided to bring me back, but you did it very succinctly and very clearly and didn't belabor too many of the details. And that's actually what a lot of people make the mistake. They get hung up in certain categories for Mm -hmm. too long. The other thing that people do in an interview is when they're asked the question, tell me about yourself. They, I would say it's like they resume throw up. It's, they just, they start, they just start from way back and they go all the way through up. And that is not tell me about yourself. That is tell me about your whole resume. That's a very different question. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's the number one mistake that people make in interviews when they're asked that question. So do you think the tell me about yourself question is more of a personality question than an experience question? Well, that's a good question. I think it's, I think it is on the other end. Do you mean uh, on the person who's asking, like they're trying to, the way they tell me a little bit more about that. How about that? What are you thinking when you ask that question? Like if I'm asking somebody, I guess this is hard because I've never really hired somebody, but I'm, I think I'm thinking- If I'm hiring somebody and I have your resume Mm -hmm. in front of me, I know where you've been and what school you graduated from and all those, you know, facts and statistics. I want to know more about, you know, do you drink coffee in the morning? Like what is your personality more (laughs) bubbly? Are you like a little more shy? Like how do you communicate with people? I think that's in my head how I think those questions are intended, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but maybe they're not. You know what? I think that's the job of the listener to figure out, which is the Mm -hmm. challenge is you're saying that like that you would love to know what kind of like, what's my favorite coffee, right? Or maybe I'm not a coffee drinker at all. And you're looking for some fun aspects of my personality, but other people are looking for business only for Mm -hmm. business only. So I think the other challenge on the other side is that you're like, what do you actually mean by, (laughs) by tell me about yourself? So I would say I have kind of a nutshell formula that we'll talk a little, we'll talk a little bit about. And I actually wrote this formula when I was a career coach, specifically at a huge financial institution, capital one, I was there forever. I was a coach that was on site 
And I had so many people tell me, so here's, here's the deal there. And in a lot of companies, they, in order to advance your career in these large, large companies, you have to know what your personal brand is. You have to know what people think of you when you leave the room, right? You need to be a high performer. You need to know how to do your job well. And then you also need to know how to network. Those three words are what push career trajectory. That's, that's it. And a lot of people don't think in, in terms of that, or they focus too much on one. They're like, well, look at me, this amazing performer. Why am I not going anywhere in my career? Well, it's because a people don't like to work with you. (laughs) That's maybe attached to your brand or B no one knows who you are. And that is a tough one. So people come in and I tell them, where is their their weakness and how can I help you push in this particular area? So I got asked that question so often on if I begin networking, how do I talk about myself? So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to write something up here to actually hand to people to work on, to work on there. So when someone is asking you in an interview or professionally. Tell me about yourself. They are asking usually from the context of tell me about yourself professionally. Mm -hmm. If they want more of my fun stuff, I usually rely on them to ask me that specific leading and word. I'm going to lean more towards the era of you want to know who I am professionally. However, in my delivery, I'm hoping that you also get a sense of me, a -hmm. sense of my personality, but let's pause there for a minute. Can I talk a little bit about energies yeah. Energies there. Please. So the other thing that I've noticed that people make the mistake of is they bring their authentic, true, 100% self to the interview or the conversation, which I mean, one of my values is actually authenticity. I am a very, and a lot of people actually, the Gen Z's are screaming authenticity, right? It's yeah. one of their favorite words, but authenticity doesn't necessarily mean don't put the right hat on for the right audience. And so I have this, I actually have this podcast out there called be yourself with a twist, which means be yes, be yourself. But who am I talking to relative to being myself? Like even if you go as far back as like a first day, you're, uh, you're, you're usually not going to show up most people in their, you know, a ripped t-shirt or something they don't love that that makes them feel good. Right. They're going to choose an outfit to impress. So that's be yourself with a twist because it's myself. Yes. I'd probably wear yoga pants and an ugly t-shirt at home every day, but that's not how I'm necessarily going to show up on the stage. Right. Totally. Yeah. So energies wise, I also tell people to watch people's energy because I naturally have kind of a high energy, a high energy, a little bit lively and a little bit bubbly, but I can turn an interviewer off or a conversation off super fast. If I'm not sensitive to the fact that I am talking with someone who's more data driven or more quiet and reserved or looking for very clear facts. Mm -hmm. So it's my job actually to lean into still being Sunday, Sunday, I'm still going to smile quite a bit, but I'm going to lean into what you need from me. What do you, what am, I'm listening for those cues. So I always say, if someone's energy is really high, go ahead, push your energy up really high, match them. But if their energy is really low, quiet yourself just a little bit and match their energy so that the turnoff isn't, oh, I'm so annoyed by this person. <laughs> I okay. mean, haven't you ever felt that annoyance with a person sometimes because they are such a different energy than yours? Yes. And I think about this frequently because I feel like I'm someone who's very sensitive to you walk into a space and you're like, oh, something's feels weird in here or something like that. Yes. And so it's always like, is somebody not reading the room? Does somebody not pay mm. attention to those energies? So yeah, I yeah. totally understand that. And I do agree that a lot of people are missing the boat there. I notice sometimes I'm like, well, that person right there needs to read the room just a little bit better. So that's the first thing is I think about the energies. I'm trying to match what your energy is. And then the second thing is that you need to actually prepare something. And I think that this is what happens. Now you tell me if this has ever come across your mind. Okay. Okay. When we assume that someone's going to ask us about ourselves, we think, well, I know myself so well. I mean, I live with myself. So why wouldn't this answer come out smooth? Why wouldn't this answer be easy for me to answer? Why wouldn't this question, sorry, be easy for me to answer? Because I live with myself. Mm -hmm. But I think that's actually the barrier is we're so comfortable with ourselves. We live with ourselves that we don't actually know how to describe ourselves. So that, so that I actually have people prepare 
how you would actually describe yourself. And then I coach them how to do it in a way that is conversational. But first we have to start with with a script right there. We have to start there. So that's, that's how I begin with people. And they're usually a bit surprised. Let me also talk about the psychology of what's going on in the brain. So, and, and this again comes from years and years of hearing people say this. So this is from my own research of people telling me this. And what they say is that when you ask me, tell me about yourself, they have this instant feeling of, oh my gosh, I don't want to brag. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be self-centered. So what happens is they think that question is one that's saying, boast about yourself, but that's not what the question is saying. The question is saying, just like what I mentioned with you before, which is, Hey, I don't know you in a snippet. Let me know you just a little bit more. So if any of our listeners have ever dealt with that before, that's a popular feeling. They feel like downplay the tell me about yourself kind of like squeak away because they feel as though if they talk about themselves too confidently, that they're going to come across arrogant. Mm. I've ever felt that felt that way before. I have. And I think it's a good question about like, you know, I think everybody has big accomplishment, a uh, big accomplishments that they are proud mm-hmm. of that have maybe, you know, been yes. dreams come true or things like that. And it is like, yeah. well, how do you know when to say those things? <laughs> what is that discernment? I know that. And I think it is just exactly what you said. It is that discernment. I am not going to lead with a list of accomplishments. Yeah. I feel really proud of some of the things that I've done and I've worked with some, some really cool people, but I start, I have this like baseline brand statement. And then I have expanders. That's what I call them. I have like expander stories in which I'm going to wait for some cues from you to want to hear more. So my first blurb is, is, and I'll actually review it with you in just a little bit. Like it's like a snippet. It's a snippet Mm -hmm. of me. And I, I hope that what happens is that, that the listener is leading with curiosity and that I've said enough things that, that pull out being able to tell us a story about something they might be interested in. But I think it's so important to just remember that this is not, um, it's not about you. It's, it is about you, but it's not about you. It's about the person's impression of you on the other side. Mm-hmm. And we both know that there's a balance between high ego and over humility. Mm-hmm. And what we're looking for is kind of somewhere right in between. Cause I want to know that you feel confident in explaining to me who you are. That's a, that's a plus that's called, Hey, she knows who she is. He knows who she is versus God, they need to stop talking about themselves. Right. There's that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of those cues that you look for? Like what is a signal to you of like, Oh, I I can keep talking about this. It's usually a question. So it's Mm -hmm. usually a question of it's, it's them curiosity. So I thought what I would do, if it's okay with you, is I would kind of share what I have for a formula. And I will tell you that I, what I do in the formula is something that I'm looking for something to pull out for me. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. So here's the formula. And maybe, I don't know if you attach things ever for your listeners, you know, like a, yes, like in the, like a PDF or or something. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this formula, so people, if they're listening, they're not like, oh my God, I need to to hurry up and write this down. Or I guess there's always rewind. Oh my gosh. It'll put put it in the um, show notes for everybody. Yes. Okay. So it looks like this. The first thing I ask people to think about is what are the three bucket, three, the three buckets that describe you. So I would say that myself is that I am a career and leadership coach, right? I am a speaker and facilitator. And let's just say the next one I'm going to choose is a podcaster. Now I actually have several buckets. I create content. I write content. I, um, I, I deliver workshops. So here's the key tip on this one. This one is who are you talking to relative to who I'm talking to is relative to who I'm going to choose the three buckets over. Mm. I'm not going to say the same three buckets. If you have if, if what I know of you in general has no interest at all in podcasting, does that make sense? I might lean yeah. more on the workshop side. Absolutely. So when you think about yourself, what can I just ask you what you might call your three buckets? Oh, sure. I would look at say, me putting you right on the spot. I know. <laughs> I would say podcasting, acting, and fashion. Okay. Right. So right away, when you just say those three words, a human being sitting across from you is going to go, I have a little better sense, right? Mm -hmm. 
Just those three buckets. So you decide what your three buckets are. You lead with that. The next one is that you might share what industries you've worked in. So for myself, this is where I, um, a lot of people jump into curiosity with me. I say, actually, I have worked in financial services, pharmaceutical, and I had a really fun time for a while working in entertainment. So that is my little drop that I actually did do some work in entertainment, but I don't want to expand on that mm-hmm. unless the person I'm talking to hears it and says, hey, when you were talking in the intro, you said a little bit something about entertainment. Would you tell me more about that? So can Mm -hmm. you see that? So I try to drop little bombs because I don't know which one you're going to be interested in. And I don't really want to tell you something if that's not the area that you're interested in. Right. But then knowing my buckets now, I... And hearing yours, I would be like, oh, please tell me about the entertainment one because there's like a common connection there. Yeah. Right. So that one for you. Whereas if I was talking to someone who is, you know, in money services or financial services, they'd be like, oh, what company did you work for in financial service? They might not even hear the entertainment bucket. Right. Right. (laughs) Because it's not even interesting to them at all, you know, at at all there. So, okay. So that's how I know how, how to expand on my interesting and unique stories there. So that's bucket number two. So it's three buckets, what industries? So look, I'm putting it back on you. What industries, by the way, have you worked in mostly if I was to ask you? Uh, Entertainment and fashion are really, I guess mine are two, not three. Yeah. 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 Oh no, you can, some people have one. Some people are like, I've done financial services my whole life. The whole thing. Yeah. And people get nervous with me. They're like, oh, is that okay? I'm like, yeah, it's just part of your story. It says that you have been an expert in this particular area. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for you and me, we would definitely dive into the entertainment. I would want to know like what entertainers did you work with and things like that. And we would probably jam there Yeah, pretty good because we had that in common. Yes. And then I have another, the next layer of this, of the formula is, all right, so what do you actually do? So that is a really great human language because so many, how many times have you asked people what they do and they give you this answer and you're like, what? <laughs> Frequently, especially if somebody's in like a financial role and I'm like, I don't know anything about that. So your the title you just gave me means nothing to me, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's the perfect example. So notice so far what I've done is three buckets, what industries, and now what do you actually do? Mm-hmm. I'm not really asking for your tit- title because, you know, senior ops coordinator at a whatever, you're like, what? Is- yeah. You're like, <laughs> what is that? So instead you're going to summarize. So here's what I, here's what I do. I actually would say, so here's what I typically do in a typical day. I coach individuals who are trying to grow in leadership or are looking to make a change in their career. So that's a little bit of part of what I do in the day. I also write a lot of content for future workshops and leaders who are looking for me to help grow their teams and help maybe help build some healthy culture. I also spend some time podcasting on the topic of career and leadership develop. And and that's kind of like what I typically do, you know, dancing around other things throughout. And I'm also head of coaching and development, which means I lead a team of coaches who I also want to be amazing in the areas that they lead. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. So did that make sense? That was clear, right? That was clear. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't like, huh? You know, exactly. So that's the, so when, when I actually have it written down and when you attach it, you'll actually see what do you actually do? And it's tried, it's to try to deter those people of these fancy titles to tell me hello, human being to human being. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? All right. So then the next one, this is where the, the next two are the more challenging for people. Okay. And by the way, I will give you an example of mine to show you how quick this is. If this sounds long, people are like, oh my God, this sounds so long. I'm like, it's not long at all. It's just okay. breaking it down. It feels long. So the next one is to think about what differentiates you. Now, this one's a hard one for people because they really have to dig deep and think what and this is also where their humility can really rise up. They're like, okay, like what, what, what does differentiate me? And it, but here's what people want to know. So taking my career or, or let's actually just go with yours for a minute okay. for if you are an energy, a podcaster and act in acting and, um, and fashion, fashion, let's just say fashion. And I lined a whole bunch of people up in a room that said that those were their three buckets too. Why you? What would I want to know about you that spins you just slightly differently? It's like the part of you that maybe does things a little bit differently. So you have to think about that. And so if you don't know, often I tell people, text your friends, say, hey, I'm trying to write this brand statement. (laughs) 
And I, I can't always see, we can't always, sometimes we're so close to ourselves. We also can't see. I'm like, I don't know what differentiates me, but I might ask Steve and he might say, here's one of the things I meet a whole bunch of coaches. And one of the things that you do that's unique is you bring value here. So one of my differentiating factors is that a lot of career coaches and leadership coaches are really just good in the one-on-one space. And I'm also a speaker as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm a career coach and leadership coach who really loves to lead a workshop as well as sit in the one-on-one. So it's a a two-in-one. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So this one's hard. Can you see where you'd have to like, think about the differentiating? Yes. Can you think of one for you? And if you're like, Sunday, I need time to think on that one. <laughs> I'm okay because most of my clients need time to think, but I thought I would just ask. Yeah. If one um, came to your mind. I mean, I definitely think I would have to sit down and really think about it, but I think the first thing that came to my mind was the certain things that come more naturally to me that I weave between all three of my buckets. Um, Mm -hmm. where I feel like, you know, with podcasting as well as in fashion, you know, you're talking to people a lot and really relating to them and having to get them to be really confident and comfortable and talking with you. And then in the acting world, um, you have to pull that in as well, but maybe you're playing a character. So it's like, how do all those three things weave together in that Mm -hmm. energy? I love that. Nice answer. Thank you. And that just came off the, off the top of your head. So that was pretty good. (laughs) So the differentiates is the next one. And then the next one is, so at this point, we've had four categories where we feel like I, 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 and some people are like enough of me. Uh So then I get them off. I would, what I call the I train. And I say, now I want you to push in there a little bit of a flavor of others. Other, I, and this is where I might say other people have worked with me, or I might say managers and coworkers who have worked with me in the past have said, mm. so I flip it towards. And so whatever that audience is, other podcasters have said for you that I make them feel immediately comfortable from the moment, you know, I put them at ease that maybe they came in nervous and, you know, you're looking for quotes that people have said of you. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where you, you go there. So for my, for me, I usually say that. over all the years of being a career coach, people have said Sunday is very professional, but immediately approachable. It's like, there's an approachability that they feel very quickly, even if they were terrified, like what does working with a coach look like? So those are two consistent compliments. So I say, get off the I train and think about what, how do others describe me? Mm -hmm. So that's how I would do that. So that one would be another one. You might text friends or email friends and be like, Hey, looking for some descriptors here on, on ways that you would describe me. Okay. See, see how this already takes work. It's like, I didn't just show up and say, (laughs) um, you know, tell me about yourself. Then the last one, and this one is, is what I call the like fluff. I tell people to prepare this one kind of for the other layers outside of the, tell me about yourself. And it's one more, which is like, if you were to give me a way in which you do the work, because we all have a process in which we do the work. Now, this one also takes people like, how do I do the work? (laughs) But thinking about your process and how could you describe that to someone? So how I describe it, I'm just using my examples just so it might connect with what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. I might say something like, so here's the bottom line. The bottom line is when you read a book or you watch a TED talk, you often walk away from that book or that TED talk and you feel super inspired. You're like, oh. I mean, I'm sure you felt it yourself for like, I want to change my whole life because oh, they yeah. said something that moved you. However, we often don't know the next step to actually make the change. So we tend to just read the book, close the book, and then nothing in our life changes. One of the things that I would say describes me well is when you work with me, you will get that inspiration. You'll feel inspired, but you will also get something tactical Mm -hmm. to help you move yourself to actually start to make that first like punctuated shift in your life. And that's what it's like to actually work with me as a coach. I love that. That took time that did not come out of just, you know, you know, I was like, like, how would I, and I just actually, I talked about it a lot with my husband too. I was trying to find the words and he was like, you know, he kind of helped me find those words. So this is the, the basic formula that I tell people to, to provide so that they're not deer in headlights. So that they're not one of two things, deer in headlights where they're like, uh, uh, being the first word that comes out of their mouth, or they don't just tell me too much. They just go and go, have you ever asked somebody about themselves and they like talk for 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, Or even just like, even, even, even not even just that question. Sometimes people just go and go and go and go and go. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. And they don't catch it. They don't recognize it. Oh my gosh. You know, even now just talking to you where I went through that whole formula, I felt like, gosh, Cindy, you just talked for a long time, but I recognize I was answering a very specific question, but did you notice how that even in answering that question, I tried to stop and ask you something Yes. too. Yes. So that I was not monopolizing the dumb because the people talk too much. They check out. They just, they check out. They can't even remember what you're saying anymore. <laughs> right. You have to keep kind of checking in with whoever is listening to you. Um, which yeah. I think I've heard a lot about, um, like body cues, like how are people responding? Mm-hmm. Are they rigid? Are they nodding? Are they smiling, engaging? Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of go off of that. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I can't, I wish I could remember the name of this book, but it was so long and I need to remember it, but it was something about the brain and communication and the, you know, how sometimes when you read a book, you actually don't always remember the whole book. I don't know about you, but, or even the podcast, I usually like one thing stood out to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. But it wasn't the whole book. It was more like one concept or, uh, you know, around it. And in this book, I remember learning about how often the brain every 10 minutes is looking for a little bit of a shift. So even, so even when we're watching television, you'll notice that they, they don't stick in too long of a place for too long. They, they change the setting or they change the environment or they change the person. So when you're communicating, So if I'm public speaking, I'm definitely doing things like teaching Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to pause and say, all right, I have a question and I'm going to ask the audience a question or I'm going to say, all right, I want you to sit and sit at your tables and discuss this question with each other. So the point is to like every 10 minutes or so to make a shift towards what they're thinking and experiencing so that the brain stays, the brain stays engaged. And I have noticed in general that that technique works a lot. So let's just remove the formal presentation and say, yeah, when I'm talking to people, I'm looking, you can tell when they're getting bored with what I'm saying, it's just like, stop. And even just move your body, just move your body and shift it and say, all right, what about you get, you know, stop, just stop. Just, but if you got to notice that you have to notice when, and also sometimes people need to leave the conversation. And I've, I've had people tell me, I've had people tell me, ask you, you or, or your friends ever have said this, I actually had a really good friend come to me and said, Sunday, could you help me with when I go, she was a teacher. So, you know, a teacher has a very specific job. They stand in front of the students and they teach. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the other stuff that's a part of our job can make certain people really nervous. So she used to hate these Christmas parties (laughs) at the end of the year because she seemed to be the person who always got trapped by that one person who wanted to talk about their entire life. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? I've ever yeah. seen this before or ever experienced this before. Oh yeah. I feel like, uh, and I don't know, sometimes I'm like, is it an energy thing? Is it just a personality thing? But I am the type of person I will sit on an airplane and whoever is next to me, oh, no. con- I'm in the grocery store. People are telling me their life story. And I'm like, I don't know what it is that you think that like, <laughs> I'm this person, but it happens to me constantly. Yeah. So I understand that. And probably sometimes it's a pleasure. Like I love natural curiosity about human and humans, but there are times when it is not the right time for me to be listening or I'm in a hurry or yeah. I myself on the plane would like to be quiet. Have you ever yeah. felt that way? Would you? Oh yeah. Worry? Yeah. I'm like, I have my headphones yeah, in, like my book. You're like, like, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> You're still coming at me. They're <laughs> still waving you down. Yeah. Oh Lord. I was just about to say. And so she struggled with the same thing. And what, what we got to is that a lot of people I talked to struggle with how to end conversations, Oh, interesting. like how to close. So you actually need to think about just like with our opening with a brand statement, sometimes I teach people like, think about some ways that you would close. What are you comfortable with? What, what can you say? It's almost like the, the individual is waiting for permission to close, like from the other person, but you actually are allowed to be the one to close. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. I have the power to close too. I just feel like some personality. So she is a high introvert, my good friend. And so she's a great listener, wonderful quality about her, but she does feel like sometimes people will just never get her out. So, so I've taught her a few closings. First of all, sometimes she has used this, oh my gosh, I see so-and-so and I really wanted to grab a picture with them. So she's done 
I've taught her that one before. Okay. That's a good and, one. But being super polite and just this one. So oh my gosh, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Enjoy the rest of the party. Like, why are we so uncomfortable to just say that? Or I am, uh, thank you so much for sharing with me. I'm going to go, go grab a drink. Enjoy meeting other people. I'll see you later. Yeah. It's like, do you see how like normal that sounds, but in the mind of maybe an introvert or a really shy person, mm-hmm. they're like, that feels so rude. Yeah. Like you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings thinking you just don't want to talk to them anymore. Right. Right. When really there's a way to close super polite. I mean, you yeah. were a really wonderful person and probably stood there for longer than even the average person. <laughs> and you just close, right? Yeah. You just close. <laughs> thank you. It was really, I always just tell people it was a pleasure to meet you. And I feel like people are like, Oh yeah, it was a pleasure to meet you too. And then I say, well, enjoy the rest of your night. And I walk away. Yeah. Even my husband's like, Sunday, you do that so well. (laughs) (laughs) Cause he also leans on the, he leans on the ultra polite side. He is, and I am polite, but he leans on the ultra polite. So he is afraid that anything, any kind of ending, but the truth is it's your life too. And you can learn to end a conversation. So it's something you have to practice. Isn't this an interesting topic? It's interesting that people actually come to me for coaching on how the heck do I end a conversation? But there are things that we're not taught, you know, nobody taught me in school how to talk about yourself you know, but it's Mm -hmm. such Mm -hmm. a real world thing that comes up very frequently. You're meeting new people, Mm -hmm. new friends, you're in a new environment. You get invited to that holiday party. You go with somebody, you know, it happens Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the time. And yet nobody's been like, here's how you do it. Um, yeah, I do have a question for you in the preparation. Like, let's say you've put together all of your, you know, buckets and everything that you're going to say to somebody. What do you tell people about the nerves that they might feel like, you know, you go into an interview and you're going to be nervous. Like there's something at stake. People want to impress. People want to do a good job. How do you tell people to handle their nerves? I have two, I have two thoughts there. One is I tell them that this preparation piece is going to eliminate some of their nerves because they've done the hard work. So they actually have words to come out of their mouth. So they should feel a sense of relief because they've done the work especially the opening, because anytime I've ever seen a presenter or an interviewer, the first couple of minutes is when they're the most bumpy. That's when Mm. they're, in fact, it's when they say the most amount of ums, they'll say, um, so, uh, so welcome. And, uh, today we're going to, uh, and it's those, uh, uh, us, us are because they're trying to get a hold of themselves because their, their nerves are showing. So I say like, plant your feet, plant your eyes and begin and begin. So one tip I have is that I tell people to say, thank you very much to the very first question that's asked, because it gives you a second to breathe. So Mm -hmm. you ask me to tell me about myself really quick. I'd love if you could tell me about yourself. Well, thank you so much for asking. So even just that brief skill reminds the brain, you're all right. It's like, take a deep Mm -hmm. breath, you're all right. It's like, also what I've noticed is if people know what the very first thing they're going to say is it eliminates some of their nerves because mm. the unknown. So, so now, even if you don't say, tell me about yourself and you say something like, Hey, so let's just actually begin with on your resume. I saw that you worked in entertainment. I'd like to actually start there. And I didn't know you were going to start there. So I say, oh, thank you so much for asking. And I just have those first few words. First of all, it's super polite. And it's my grounding place. Mm -hmm. It's saying I'm in control. I know it's so small, but it reminds you that you're, that you're in control. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. The second one is a very internal thing. So I talk a lot about external confidence and internal confidence, and this is a voice to your, your like self. Cause I cannot tell you when I tell you that I, I mean, I coach some people in some tough situations where I mean, they have families to feed. They feel like they've been on the job search, sorry, for three months, six months sometimes, and they're feeling quite desperate. Mm -hmm. So when they go into this interview, there's a desperateness about them. And I I try so hard to help them with, we can't go in with desperate because desperate usually doesn't work. It doesn't work. They want to see that you are okay. So after we've done all this coaching and all this prep together, and they've worked on their brand statement. I tell them, all right, tomorrow's your interview. And here's what I want you to walk in with mindset wise. I want you to think to yourself, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the outcome tomorrow, that you are loved by your friends and family 
and that you were okay with yourself. You have to lead with that. I'm loved by my friends and family and I am okay with myself so that I can keep that grounding place that if you reject me, it has nothing to do with the love of my friends and family and the love of myself. And and that's like a grounding place to be like, it releases for most a level of desperateness that they're feeling like, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, regardless, you know what? You might say no to me today. So let's talk. Yeah. And that's how I often guide people because it's an emotional journey for a lot of people. I love that because I think a lot of people, um, and I think it's unintentional, but I think we tend to intertwine our identity with our work. And so what you're saying about, I'm still loved is that separation. It is. That was a nice, that was actually a really great call out there is that, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, right? Is that, uh, people really do attach their identity, which is why even when I'm working with people who are in transition, especially if they've been let go for a a tough reason that usually their self-confidence in some area has been dinged. Mm. And we have to work on getting that confidence back up because just because that situation failed doesn't necessarily mean that you are not going to succeed in the next place. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was just listening. I'm okay. So you know how you get sucked into TikTok, right? Oh yeah. And they, you'll just scroll, scroll. And there was this comedian actually talking about how, well, so let's say you think, take, for example, Vera, Vera Wang, she didn't design her first dress until she was like the one that popped until she was 40. So what happened those first 20 years? So when I'm working with, and even talking, I have Gen Z kids with these kids in their twenties and they're thinking they should be this amazing person already. I'm like, do you know that Oprah was fired from her, one of her jobs at 23, like Oprah. And people are like, well, how dare they, you know, (laughs) well, well, they fired her because she wasn't Oprah yet. She wasn't her yet. You know what I mean? She was a human being who wasn't doing such a great job in this particular area. And each one of those failures brings us to the next story, to the next story, to the next story. But regardless, we usually have to repair ourselves just a little bit because sometimes we feel like we take it so personal. We take it so personal. Yeah. Yeah. We even take it personal. I've had several clients, especially 25 to 28 year olds who have also come to me and said, I'm quitting. And I'm like, wait, why are you quitting? And they're like, I've been given my first, my manager hates me. Like I, I got some terrible feedback and I'm like, well, talk to me about the feedback. And one of the things that they're missing is that part of our professional journey is that we will make mistakes and we will get negative feedback and we don't have to run. We can actually figure out what to do about it instead of run. But our inclination sometimes is to run. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think, um, just like we don't know how to, I think some people deflect compliments, um, because they don't know how to take it. It's also the Mm -hmm. same way. Like we don't know how to analyze criticism being given to us, um, either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a really good one on the compliments too. Even uh, it's hard sometimes when we get a direct compliment, I was raised in a very, a very religious home. Mm -hmm. And so over humility, giving it all to God was kind of like overemphasized in my family. And so I really had to work hard to figure that out. And I am a vocalist. So what would happen was I would sing this beautiful song and people would come up to me and say, that was beautiful. And I often felt like, oh my gosh, I do not know what to say. (laughs) And finally I got some great advice where someone said, literally just look them in the eye and just say, thank you. (laughs) And they were being like, see, just like the closings, it took someone else telling me like, that feels like such common sense, but this was in my early twenties. And I was wrestling with this. Am I being an arrogant, boastful person right now by you telling me I did a great job singing well, no, it actually makes it worse when I try to take it all back and oh, anyways, you know how that is. It was just yeah. nothing that actually makes it worse. Don't you agree? I agree. It's like, if you compliment somebody on, you know, their outfit or something and they're like, oh, this old thing, like I've had it forever and it's stretched yeah. out and I'm like, oh, I liked it. I don't know. Like, sorry. I didn't mean to. Okay. It makes then, you as like the giver want to like take it. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. In fact, if they had just said, you know what? Thank you so much. It's been one of my favorites for a long time. End. Yeah. End of discussion. Yeah. yeah. Just so these, these statements in our life, I, I do a lot of coaching with people on how to enter things and how to leave things. Mm. And then the last spin, as I know we're coming close to time is the other one that people come to me for coaching is some difficult conversations is how to actually have that difficult conversation. And what I also notice with them is people hate me because sometimes I'll be like, we're going to role play this a bit. I'm going to be your boss. And you're going to say to me, because if you don't know what you're going to say, a lot of bumbling happens just like with the tell me about yourself. Mm -hmm. But one thing I've noticed, especially in the younger generation in, in like the early professional development years, maybe, you know, up to like 32 or something, they'll start to say something and they do this. So I was kind of, and maybe, and like thinking and kind of, and I don't know. And do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They dance around the words instead of saying, I actually need to have a conversation today. That's a little bit difficult for me to talk about right to the point. Instead, they say, I kind of like, maybe, I don't know. I was just thinking, and if it's okay with you and <laughs> it's like, you're like, what happened? what happened to you? And I, sometimes I'll stop them and I'm like, where did you go? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I just lost myself in my fear and their fear made them spin and take everything back before they'd even said anything. Oh, that's so true. I've actually seen like a meme similar to this before where it's like somebody goes in to ask for a raise, I think. And they do that same thing where they're like, I was just hoping that maybe I could have a little bit of a raise, but if not, it's okay. Actually, like you can cut my pay a little bit, like that would be fine. And then they they just keep going like backwards and backwards because they just put their foot in their (laughs) mouth. (laughs) The person didn't even speak yet. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, all their fear made them take it back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we have this really wonderful coach on our staff that really helps people with negotiation for that very reason. They're ready to ask for a raise and she helps them prep the words because she also has had so many stories where they went in asking for something and then they almost left with half of that <laughs> because, they, because they got so scared. Yeah. Oh, God. So these are interesting things to prepare for. So it was a great, it was a great question to ask today. These are real concerns in people's lives that often they don't know, you know, not everyone has access to a coach or, or someone who, or they didn't even know they could, they can't even figure out what it is that they need to ask. Yeah. They just know that when they're networking with people, something feels really uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. Or when they interview, they keep botching it. So I told you that I was going to tell you my brand statement very quickly so that the listeners could hear that it's natural and real, that it's not this memorized, awful thing. So I've done this a million times, so I I will try to not botch it up because sometimes I'm so familiar with it, I've actually messed it up. But go (laughs) ahead. You ask me to tell me about myself, okay? Could you please tell me about yourself? Yeah. Thank you so much for asking. So here, here's the three buckets that I pretty much sit in, in in my career. I am a career and leadership coach, a speaker and facilitator, and most recently a podcaster. Those are the three areas. The industries actually that I've worked in have been financial services, pharmaceutical. And I actually had a really good time for a couple of years working in the, in the entertainment industry as well. So what do I actually do? Actually, my day-to-day typically looks like a lot of coaching one-on-one people who are in transition, or people who are really just trying to break through and grow as leaders. That's a lot of one-on-one time. And then I also teach a lot of workshops with individuals and teams that are trying to maybe have healthy culture, grow or picking a topic in which I might unpack for them. And then also I write a lot of content and I'm a guest speaker for a lot of people on podcasts. So my, my week has a lot of variety. I also am head of coaching and development, which just means that I have a bunch of coaches that are also trying to um, lead others. And it's my job to make sure that they're, they're matched well and, you know, answer all of their questions. So that's kind of actually what I do. So one of the things that differentiates me is that a lot of coaches who you'll meet, A, are a little bit nervous about talking about more than one topic. And I'm pretty well-versed on career life and leadership, but also I really love the audience of one to group as well. Not just one-to-one. It's one of the things that differentiates me. And I guess the bottom line would be this one is I've been a coach now for about 17 years and consistently 
people have, have said to me, Sunday always shows up super professional, but immediately she comes across appro- approachable, which I love to hear. And it's because there's a lot of fear sometimes when you come in to meet a coach or a counselor for the first time, people feel like, what is it? What should I expect? And then people have said, when I sit across the table from you immediately, I'm like, I'm going to be okay. And that's where I stop right there. So it wasn't that long, was it? No, that was fantastic. That gave a very (laughs) clear overview of a lot of different parts. Not too much. I don't feel overwhelmed by information. I feel like I have a bunch of questions that I could ask you now. And I feel like I know. Yeah. See that. I love the fact that you feel like I have questions because that's also the point is that now you're like, huh? Oh my gosh. Okay. So you like to speak. What kind of audio it's could You could go any, any different direction. And then of course, remember I saved my bottom line one about Ted talks and things like that for later, because sometimes people will say this one to me and I'll close here unless you have other questions. Okay. Cause I feel like I've been rambling on and on. No, you haven't. Is that at the end of an interview, sometimes people will say to me or, or people I'm coaching. So we've, we've, we've been talking now for about 30 minutes and, um, Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Is there anything else you would like to add? Have you ever heard that one before? Yes. So I have a lot of people who go plunk. It's like they, oh, no, no, I'm I'm no, fine. Thank you. You know, it's that was a week ending. It was weak. Mm-hmm. It's your one more shot to give them something memorable about yourself. So that's why I save sometimes that last, well, actually, here's the bottom line about me. If you work with me, you are going to feel inspired and tactical. And here's why. Often when you read a book, you get it, that thing. And I give them just one more boom feeling so that they walk away going, you know, uh, ah. So it's like, see, I always say it's like layers to a cake. You have to know how to describe the different layers of the cake of yourself so that as people are pulling from you, that you know how to describe yourself. The thing is, is it just takes a little bit of work, yeah. a little bit of prep. I love that. That was a perfect note to end on. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me today. And hopefully this was a helpful topic. It's one of the most popular topics, so it's got to be helpful to someone. Thank you so much, Sunday, for coming on and sharing all of this. Um, You're welcome back anytime. Please let everybody know where they can find you, how they can work with you. Um, give them all the details you'd like to share. Oh, those details. Right. Actually, that's one of my, thank you for saying that one. I actually forget that one a lot. I'm like, Oh, where do people find me? See, I still have lots of work to do too. I always forget (laughs) that where they could find me. So I work with greenhouse. So it's greenhouse coaching. So if you just go to greenhousecoaching.co, I'm one of the the coaches there and that's where you can best find me. I also co-host a a podcast as well with Steve Perkins who started Greenhouse and our our podcast is actually called Career Sweet Spot and we talk all things career, leadership and entrepreneurship and that's about it. Thanks again. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.